Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio. Welcome to Coach the Coach, helping business coaches deliver more impact in less time. Broadcasting live on the High Velocity Radio Show and the Business Radio X Network. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Studio Partner Program. To lock down your market and own your backyard, go to mybrxstudio.com. Lee, this is one of my favorite shows. I love doing this. In the time that we started this series, we have met so many bright, passionate practitioners out there. Who knew there were so many marvelous people out there doing such great work? And this is going to be no exception, man. I know. It's going to be good. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast principal with Jacobs Consulting and Executive Coaching, Mr. Ken Jacobs. How are you, man? Good afternoon. How are you? We, we are doing great. Uh, before we get too far into things, Ken, can you tell us a little bit about Jacobs Consulting and Executive Coaching? How are you serving, folks? Absolutely. So we, we focus on uh, leaders, executives, managers, leaders in training, mostly in the PR, communications, advertising, marketing-related spaces. And we all that that's the leadership or executive coaching side of the business. And we also offer consulting and training to agencies in those spaces, uh, in that space. And that's uh, the consulting and training side of the business, obviously. Uh, so one is for the individual one-on-one and the other is more uh, agency or agency leadership maybe agency leadership and next tier. Now, how'd you get into this line of work? Were you always a coach? No. Well, so I grew up in the, you know, marketing PR agency business in New York, right out of college graduation. I uh, worked for two, uh, you know, glass ceiling breakers, Gene Schoonover and Barbara Way Hunter, who were sisters uh, I wasn't working for them back in 1968 or nine, but uh, but but that's when they took over DAY, their agency, and uh, th- they found out that the men who worked for them were getting paid a lot more than them, and uh, they fixed that right fast. But uh, they were really among the very very few PR communications agency owners who were women in the late 60s and they were great leaders great leadership legacy Uh, i just admire them so much so i came up through the ranks i came up rather early vp at i think 25 and senior vp at 28 and that wasn't quite done then um and that had some real advantages for me and looking back some disadvantages but i had a pretty good pr agency career a good run worked at a few places uh, may make you laugh that I'm one of the few men behind the PR launch of the one and only Wonderbra in 1994. <laughs> and so I got very focused on actually leader uh, business in those uh, business development, business growth. While I was there, that was at Marina Mar Communications. And I founded and led for many years the training program there. So I knew if someday I would have a chapter two or three. I knew training would be part of it, but of course, as an agency manager and leader, you're coaching, you're coaching your individuals, 
though, you know, without training, without certification, but I, I knew it would be part of my future. So I was in business from 79 to around 2007, 2007. And then in 2007, I launched these companies, slightly different names, um, but, but always focused on the PR agency world. And I tell you, I loved the agency work. I loved the impact we had on our clients' business, and I loved leading people. As fulfilling as it was, nothing compares, for me, nothing compares to the fulfillment factor of uh, being an executive or leadership coach to people in this space. So now you decided to kind of specialize in this world because that's the world that you came from. Um, yeah. Do you think that some of it is transferable to other industries? That's like, oh, are, are the PR yeah. people leader, are the leaders of PR and marketing agencies doing something differently than the, like a manufacturing? No, not at all. In fact, coaching, if you're, you know, if you're experienced, if you're trained, certified coach, you know that coaching is coaching is coaching. The process, the tools, the resources, and there are so many resources, right? They really are the same. And I'll tell you, honestly, in the beginning uh, or midway, when I, when I got trained and certified and all that, I thought I could be a coach to engineers. I could be a coach to mathematicians. I could be a coach to astronomers. I could be a coach to corporations. But after a while, a number of people who I admire in three, four, five different conversations over the years said, why are you running away from your brand? Why are you running away from your strengths? You are what one client called me, the agency whisperer. I love that. You know, and someone said, you're, you're the coach for PR ad, com marketing executives. And you're, you're the consultant for these agencies, you know, stay in your lane. You'll be much more successful. And, and, they were right. So though you can train and coach others, it makes sense for me to coach in this world. And I, I don't know, I mean, are there 8,000 or 10,000 agencies across the country, 15, you know, so, so not all of them are working with me yet. <laughs> so, so we've got plenty to go out there and, and do business development with and prospecting to and, and marketing to, but, but, you know, it, it's, I'm coaching people in many ways whose jobs I had that doesn't change the coaching process, but they have told me that it adds a level of understanding or comfort or that they can use shorthand with me that maybe they can't use with some of the business coaches they've used before. Now, you think that's advice for uh, somebody who's starting out to, to kind of be a specialist in one area, and that way you're kind of the big fish in the small pond? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a big, I, I love cliches because they've stood the test of time, you know, and this notion of staying in your lane, I really believe. And, and in my business development work, which is more consulting than coaching, but coaching comes into it. I tell my, my clients and my prospects, know your area of expertise. No corporation is going to hire an agency because they're strong in eight industry areas. They want to know you're really strong in three areas and that you're expert 
that you know something they don't know. So it's about knowing your niche. So I would say, and, and some could disagree, that's okay, that in coaching, it's the same thing. Even though coaching is coaching is coaching, think of what you're known for. Think of your, your, where you've had experience, because most coaches um, have had some life and business experience before choosing this route. Um, because, you know, doing business development and marketing for yourself as a coach, it's a lot of work. And the more you can drill down on your prospect, you know their background, you know their experience, you know their world, I would say the greater chance, the greater uh, chance you're going to have of success. And so play to your Right. And I would imagine as a, uh, the deeper you get, the more every client is adding kind of ammunition to make you better because you're learning best practices from the horse's mouth and you can share those kind of best practices amongst others. And your your the depth of your knowledge just becomes greater and greater with every client. Oh, absolutely. I think from the coaching side, I find that as we're talking about things and things come up and maybe I share, I, I think many coaches agree. You, you do self-coaching. You, you, you're saying a lot of things to them that you want to be saying to yourself. So, so I think there's, if you're listening, you, you get value from your coaching clients and you get value from every session and you get something for your own leadership and development. I would say more on the consulting side, I've learned so much. Well, on the coaching side, I've learned about life from my clients. And on the consulting side, I've learned things that, to your point, I can use with my consulting and training clients. And so when I talk about, you know, why hire me, for example, as a consultant, um, it's partly the work I did in the business, but it's partly because I've been consulting for uh, 12 years and they will get benefit from what I've learned from my clients. When you're working with um, people who are maybe managing people for the first time or a larger group of people for the first time, uh, do they come in kind of insecure, like maybe they're not ready to lead yet, they're good at managing, or maybe they're good at the task that they're being hired to manage, but that evolution from manager to leader, do you kind of help them through that process? Oh, yeah, because I think it's one of the most important steps we make in our careers whether on the agency side or others, and, and I know in some industries, and I've, I've written and blogged and spoken about this, in the PR agency business, we, we sometimes make the mistake of promoting people into positions of leadership, either because they're good PR, social, digital practitioners, or even good at managing the process and the practice and good with clients and bringing in the business and all that stuff. But they're not always great leaders and it creates disharmony in organizations and it it prevents them from their truest success so i've worked with quite a few who um were great again pr social people executives great with clients but there was a revolving door as people refused to work for them so so you know we we do i call that kind of red zone and we we work with some red zone clients. I think to the other points you raised, you know, some come in 
with so much confidence and almost hubris that they don't understand this is a big step, either management to leader or from not managing people to managing them or from managing or let's say leading, you know, a bigger group. So some have the hubris that's working against them. And that's why their leaders have asked them to go for coaching. And sometimes it's the lack of confidence and the fear. And I always say, you know, you look at the agency world asking for budgets of 50,000, 100,000, 500,000 million, you know, there's a lot of fear out there. I'm always amazed at how much fear there is out there among my clients and prospects. So not good for them, but good for me because I can help them. <laughs> That's right. I can empower them through it. I can empower them through it. And it's, it's great joy when after you've worked with someone for six months and you just hear in the dialogue, they've gone from fear to courage. It's, it's among the many, many fulfilling aspects of this role. Now, when a person is um, kind of thrust into a leadership role, is it important? Do they have their own kind of leadership? I don't, I don't know if style is the right word, but their their own way to lead, or or do you recommend them reading like ten leadership books and like steal from the best of there and make it their own? Like how do how do you kind of develop your own kind of way of leading? Yeah. Well, I, I think there's great question, by the way. I think there is so much out there on leadership. And I think um, it, it's le and I think once you're promoted into leadership, you ex you should accept that you will be working the rest of your career on becoming a better leader. And so reading books or or if you prefer a podcast or a website or a blog, whatever works for you. But read up because there's so much good stuff out there. And I mean, no matter what you choose, it's not going to make you a worse leader. So, so, you know, start reading, find the leaders that inspire you, et cetera. But specifically to your point, you start with a core set of leadership principles. But I think the greatest leadership success comes when you're willing to create a customized or bespoke leadership style. And you think about everyone you lead as individuals, you think about their worldview, you think about their values, you think about their vision for, their, for the organization and their role in it, uh, what motivates them, what inspires them. And the more you're willing to put in the time and the, the mental bandwidth to customize your leadership approach, um, the greater response you'll get, the greater loyalty I believe you'll get from them, and it will inspire greater performance. So I, you know, when I do leadership training, I, I, I kind of do a, a, you know, a joke answer. I'll say, should you have your own leadership and communication style? And everyone says, raises their hand and says, yeah, like, oh, man, well, you know, you fell for it. It's about the customization. Who's on your Mount Rushmore of kind of leadership uh, gurus? So I'm very, very bad with names. I will tell you that. <laughs> very bad. And I, at the point where I forget names of dear friends, I'm always at conferences saying, you know, you two should know one another. <laughs> and then I let them. And, or, and or leave. <laughs> constantly write the name tag and hoping it's a big type. And, and people, you know, I, I made fun of for that. Uh, but that said, obviously, Marshall Goldsmith 
my gosh, an icon. Um, and I love the books on emotional intelligence. I think they are so worth reading. I will tell you, I dusted off an old copy of Emotional Intelligence version two. As you know, when you, when you buy it, you get a code and you can take their assessment. And I'm very big on assessments. Uh, as an IPEC coach, we do the Energy Leadership Index, but, but I took the you know, Energy Leadership 2 EQ and you take it very, very quickly and your assessment comes up very quickly. I'm like, oh my gosh, how can this be valuable? How can, you know, and my God, they turned it around. I mean, five minutes or less, but all right, I took the assessment. Let me, let me get some value, man. They had me figured out, but good. And they knew strengths. I'm telling you, they knew my strengths. They knew my areas of opportunity where I needed to grow. And they gave me really, really, gosh, specific, practical steps I can take under, you know, to improve my emotional intelligence. It, it was mind boggling. But, you know, I think part of it is if you're open to assessments, you'll get value from it. And I've taken many over the years. I've saved them all. And um, if you're open to it, you'll get, va- it's just like coaching, right? Right. If you're open to knowledge and wisdom, you'll get something from it. And if you're resistant, you're going to get less. They, they, so I've taken, boy, four or five, all different. And, and I can say I've gotten value from all. That's why in my original coaching, I didn't always require an assessment. You know, it was like, put me in coach. I'll, co- I'll coach you to death. I'll coach you to great height. And um, I saw that with my newer clients where I was doing an assessment, and I again, I offer the ELI, Energy Leadership Index, um, from IPEC, that those clients were leaps and bounds, just, just you know, making so much progress. And you get to a point as a coach where you have your confidence and you say, I know this works. I know it's going to help you get more out of your coaching engagement, which means you're going to get closer to your leadership vision for yourself. So now if a prospect comes to me and says, well, I don't want to do six months. Can I only do three or four? Or can you just help me with some things, but I don't want to do assessments. I, I don't take those on because I don't feel I'm serving the client. And that's paramount for me. Now, you mentioned a, a few times certified coach and, and mentioning being a certified coach. Why is that important um, as opposed to just somebody who's, you know, I'm, I've been in this industry for a long time, so I feel qualified or I've managed people, so I feel qualified to coach. Why is it important for someone to be certified? So I would not knock anyone if someone can coach and they're not certified and they're bringing their clients value, you know, who am I to say no? I can only speak from my own experience. I was in the business for uh, 2006 years or so. I met actually with an agency leader who now has become a coach. That's interesting. A lot of PR agency people become coaches. Hmm. Sounds like a blog post I have to write. But um, I said, you know me. Her name is Elise Mitchell. She's amazing. Dear friend. Uh, you know me, Elise. You know what I'm trying to do. You, you, you know what? She said, go for that training and certification. Just go for it. So when Elise Mitchell talks, you listen. And, and I went 
and in in the prep work for the coach training changed my and the first weekend which you of you know an extended extensive highly emotionally charged mod one first weekend you think it's gonna you're gonna learn about coaching others no no you're just coaching yourself you know you're just learning about yourself but i came back from that first long weekend and i had some calls with my clients that tuesday and they were like what's changed something's changed some of them even said your energy's changed so it so changed my view of myself and and what i could bring to clients that i just knew it was right and it was only proven truer and truer when i got through everything and earned or earned those initials after my name i mean it's a different way of looking at life and the world and and you as a coach and and being the best you can be to bring the most to your clients and and then you know you you just get more tools more processes more methodologies more questions more exercises that you know i i know it was the best decision I could have made. And then also you're certified, you know, you're passing tests, you're passing oral exams and written exams. And, you know, just like a lawyer or an accountant or other, other kind of executive that helps others, someone else is telling the world, yeah, you know, your stuff. So for me, it was a, a huge business changer and, 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 and not just in the business growth, but in the value I could bring my clients. If you're just now joining us, you are listening to Coach the Coach, helping business coaches deliver more impact in less time. Featuring today's guest, principal with Jacobs Consulting and Executive Coaching, Mr. Ken Jacobs. And today's episode is brought to you by the Business Radio X Studio Partner Program. To lock down your market and own your backyard, go to mybrxstudio. Dot com. Lee, this is the best part of the show, and you know why it's the best part of the show, because we get to talk about me and what I want to know about, right? Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> Ken, this is sort of in the sales and marketing um, area of, of, of a practitioner's work. I'm curious to know if you have any counsel to offer those of us who sometimes, it seems like over and over, me and friends of mine in the business, we experience these peaks and, and valleys. You know, we, we get a good gig. We're out there practicing our craft. The sales, the marketing sort of falls off. Then we rally to go sell some more business. And then we do that and, and the work falls off. And then we get another piece and we have these peaks and valleys. Um, anything you could offer at all to help to help us maybe either weather those peaks and valleys or, I don't know, maybe even get rid of them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A couple of things. <clears throat> know that as a coach, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, you're a business development person, and you're a marketer. Just know that. When you set up your proposed or your, your uh, you know, the, the desired income for the year, try to, or the week, or the month, I would look at it as I'm going to make the money I need, I want to, I need to live on a life of abundance working 80, per, you know, at most 
of that desired work week. And everyone decides how long a day they want. Everyone decides how many breaks they want in between coaching assign, you know, coaching calls. Whatever numbers you work with, you want to set yourself up so you can give 20% of your day, in my opinion, the day, the week, or the month to business development and marketing. So whether you want to coach four days a week and do that work on Friday, whether you want to do two hours a day over a few days over, you know, whatever, whatever works for you. But if you're not filling the pipeline, something is wrong. And for those of you, age keeps coming up in our conversation today. I don't know why. I feel very young. I feel very young. But that said, those of you who remember the Ed Sullivan show, I won't even say vaudeville, the Ed Sullivan show with the, the guy with the different plates in the air on the big sticks, and he's like got all these plates, and one, one plate is going at 100 miles an hour, one's going at 50, one's going through, and one's just starting, and another's just stop, stopping, and then he you know, hits it and you know, revolves it, speeds it up again. That's what this is like. You're going to have different dialogues with prospects and, and leads, you know, at different, you know, rates of heat or rates of speed. And you've got to keep them all going. You've got to have the group that you believe are about to sign on, even if it's one or two. You're going to have some that you've moved it along. Maybe you sent a proposal. Now there's discussion. There's going to be one or two where you're first having dialogue. And then there are those that you don't even know yet. You haven't met yet, but you have found whether it's through referral or LinkedIn or networking. So you've got to have them all at different rates of speed, different rates of heat, the front burner, the middle burner, the back, whatever analogy you want, whatever visual works. Mm -hmm. But that is for the, I believe, for the rest of your career. And you got to decide you like that. So that's thought one. Thought two is to know you will have those peaks and valleys. So, you know, you got to do a budget. You can't spend it all while it's there because guess what? You still got your mortgage. You still got your rent. You still got your car payment. So you have to become more aware uh, as a financial person of what do I really need to live on? What's abundance for me? Am I setting aside money for taxes? Am I setting aside money for retirement? All those things. So the months that are really good, you're not spending it all. Because it will be up and down. And, and I just think, you know, we need to know that. And I think those maybe are the two most important things I've learned. But no, I'm going to add one. I'm going to add one. Which is to always invest. Always be investing. Invest in biz dev and marketing, whatever you can afford and is appropriate and the right kind of. And it depends on, you know, how much of it do you want to do? How much of it do you farm out? But always invest in yourself as a coach, professional development, coaching development. The best thing you can do to grow your business, be the best coach you can be because your, your clients will get greater results. They'll tell other people at their organizations or they'll tell their friends or they'll renew <laughs> or they'll increase or they'll give you active referrals. Be the best coach you can be, and that that requires time and often some money. Good advice. Well, Ken, for your practice, do you do most of your work virtually or in person? I have. Uh, well, let me answer the question. So, so it's almost all phone, almost all phone. I offer Skype and Google Meetup and whatever, 
and uh, hang out, whatever it's called. Most, most don't take me up on it for a variety of reasons. And then I have one client, uh, they're in a communications agency. I'm there a short day per week. It's not a full day. And I'm very blessed because I'm coaching some of their executives. I sit in on their leadership meetings, um, which is really quite an honor as I say those words to you. Uh, and I do some training as needed. Uh, and I work with their CEO. But other than that, it's all phone. And um, at this point. As before we wrap, can you share one actionable piece of advice for a brand new coach uh, that might be able to smooth the way and, um, you know, speed up their learning curve? Um, something that you learned that can help them kind of jumpstart their coaching career? Mm, wow. Well, I think if you, if, you know, if you've gone for certification or an institute or, or what have you, you know, look at what they offer for business development. It might be there on the website, but you got to look for it. Look at what they offer in professional development, in being a greater coach, a better coach. And I, I really have to recommend, well, see, here's the thing. I'm such a big proponent of ICF, International Coach Federation, and there are local chapters and, you know, to be a member, you have to be, I believe you have to be certified. So that's always my go-to recommendation. But even if not, your local chapter probably offers in-person meetings, webinars, seminars. Go to them. Surround yourself with the wisdom of other coaches. We are, I think, such a great giving community. We're, we're trying to make the world a better place, one client at a time. We're trying to help one another. We're happy to help one another. So, you know, live in that world as much as you can. Don't go it alone because your fellow coaches really want you to succeed. I, I really believe that. Yeah, I find coaches to be very collaborative and um, they're all kind of rooting for each other and trying to help. So look how lucky I am. I get to work with the coaching community and I get to work with the communications agency community and they're wonderful people. So I, you know, it sounds like a double, but for me, it's a, it's a grand slam. And I don't even know anything about sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ken, thank you so much for sharing your story. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you to have more substantive conversation, do you have a website? I sure do. It's J-A-C-O-B-S-C-O-M-M.com. So Jacob's com, but J A C O B S C O M dot com. And it's Ken at Jacobscom.com. Well, thank you again for sharing your story. Um, well, look, thank you for inviting me. I loved it. I'm ready to go another hour. All right. <laughs> well, thank you. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. 